find us, follow us, direct message your questions or comments. At Our Auto Expert on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Oh, locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is Our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy and Air Filter Anthony. Listen Whoa. to it, listen to it. We got car auto expert today. No, sorry. <laughs> we need to go back and rewrite that. We're working part. on the jingle. Yeah. We're working on the jingle still. You know that that that's a five thousand dollar jingle. Was, Just we don't have five thousand dollars, so it's a zero dollar jingle. I'll, I'll, I'll invoice you. <laughs> yeah, you will. Yeah. Sorry. No, now I can talk. I turn your microphone on. No, that's good. That radio helps with when the mic's on. Can we start again? Can we have the music yeah. again, please? Rewind. <laughs> I just you guys. I was dancing and I was singing. For two reasons. One, because it's a happy day. And two, there's so much fun automotive stuff to talk about today, yeah, Nick. There is. You, you wouldn't think by listening to this show uh, that we've been doing radio for 20 years, would you? No, like yesterday. <laughs> like we just got our piece of paper that said you graduated. We just went to Amazon, bought a couple microphones, and uh, here yeah. we are. Uh, we're radio <laughs> pseudo professionals kind of yeah it's enough that it's on my linkedin <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters the, yeah the number we uh i was we were just talking about this before we got on air we had the number one morning show numero number, uno numero uno morning show um i'm sure we were there we went to jail several times the things we did were crazy back in the shock jock times yeah i'm now, sure we were we were the cause for a lot of people's incarcerations yeah they probably had to put like towels down on their seats when they drove to school in the morning because we shocked them yeah you guys figure out what that means and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff worked out <laughs> they, too, were swe- but. they were sweating with laughter that's what it means it was so much silly i don't know what you were thinking i was i just was thinking sweat too because i do that quite often you do well especially in the summer it's so weird i will tell you i wonder if i was thinking about this but very specifically this week i wonder if there is a rating system for car air conditioners. Mm. Because, and by the way, Anthony, have you ever, I don't think you have, but if you get into a car after Automatic Andy has driven it, you probably want to do several things, first of all. It smells like a botanical garden. No, yeah. it's <laughs> There's talc everywhere. Yeah. No, there's... Oh, God. <laughs> God. There's... When you get into the car after Automatic Andy has driven it, you... Probably the first thing you want to do is um, immediately uh, turn the temperature and the seats uh, from Arctic mm-hmm. to livable. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> because he, I, I get in the car and I never even think about adjusting the temperature when I get in. Because you usually get in, unless it's freezing cold winter, and then you drive for maybe half a mile and you go, oh, it's not how I want it to be and you adjust the temperature I get in and I drive for half a mile I go why do I have frostbite on my fingers <laughs> I can't feel my why, feet why why is my backside now so numb with <laughs> cold <laughs> that I won't be able to walk when I stop to get out of the vehicle yeah you honestly you have every vehicle even in the dead of winter on the lowest setting because I gotta keep all this comedy fresh you, do you power 
Do, like, do you power some regions with the <laughs> amount of heat generated by your body? Yeah, no, it does. I power my people. I'm t- you have so much body heat, even like next to you in the studio, that it's like radiating. Nick does. You the- have a glow, like at night when you get up. Because those people that don't know, automatic Andy um, uh, shares a room in my house. He rents a room from me, mm-hmm. and uh, when you get up to go to the bathroom, it's like um, ET. It's like a glowing finger. But the whole body walking through the house, there's like a glow. I can see when you get up, it's like a nightlight walking down the hallway. Yeah, because it's so fresh and cold. Yeah. What is that? Because I don't... Did you you eat... Did you work at a Springfield radiation plant and swallow a couple blocks one time? I did. Nick, I I was born on a a block of dry ice. Yeah, there's something. I don't know what it is with you. I was on the NICU, and normally they wrap you up like a burrito, but they put me in an ice cube. Yeah, there's something with you. You generate so much body heat. that, And there must be a grading of air conditioning units in cars somewhere. And I was thinking about that because when you buy a car, I'm imagining in my head, in the dreams that I live in, I'm imagining you go on the lot and you go, which has the most efficient air conditioner in the vehicles? That's exactly how I, I see it. I don't care too. what it does miles per gallon, how safe it is, what it costs. Which is the coldest? <laughs> Give me the coldest. Give me the coldest car that you have. <laughs> yeah. The one that has the air conditioner that goes to minus Kelvin 4 million. <laughs> minus Kelvin. <laughs> yeah, and I need to be able to sing. Oh, yeah, and the best sound system is number two. So normal people... Like normal people shop for cars by safety, price, you know, all these different things. Yeah. Andy's goes air conditioning efficiency, <laughs> sound system. Ergonomics of snack holding. Yeah, yeah snack holders. Uh, yeah, seat, amount of er- cup holders. Er- 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 ergonomics, right. cup holders. Yeah. I want to know if the cup holders will really big carry gulp. a large or a, a Gatorade. Yeah. Yeah, big gulp. Yeah. Dude, I need to figure that out. It's funny. You just break all humankind uh, lists. I just, I, like, some of this stuff is moot to me. Like, it, there's an engine in there. Got it. Okay. <laughs> it, the, the thing <laughs> What that kind? Makes, don't care. Yeah, yeah, I don't. The one that makes it go, it either makes you go or it makes you go faster. That's the two categories. Like, yeah. okay, I want the go fast engine. And then as far as, like, safety, well, the brakes work and there's mirrors. So, cool. Check. I just want to make sure that I can get cold and sing my heart out. Did you? Pa- How did you pause your test? I told it was a lot of smoke and mirrors. I distracted the lady. It was <laughs> it was in my favor because what I, was what was the person you took your test from like? Uh, she was. It was a she. So you probably yeah, had an advantage. There you go. That's it, it how you already, know. Yep. Yeah, I knew I was gonna win already. Did you get fresh with her? No, but she did um, give me uh, an exclusive DMV air tree which i don't think they make and i think she probably what? made it like a freshener for the car like an air freshener like you hang out on, on the the window or the oh, rear view yeah like a pine fresh tree yeah. thing yeah okay but, i get it now yeah but the smell was dmv office which was weird so what's uh what was the name of the two sisters out of uh the simpsons Oh, the homie. Yeah, yeah. Those. <laughs> what was it, Thelma and Louise? No, what were they? <laughs> no, I Clarice the, and yeah. What yeah, were they called? Chauncey and Chauncerette. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elfers was looking them up right now. We'll know in a second. Uh, I can Patty hear everybody. And, Patty and Selma. Patty and That's Selma. That's what it was. Patty yeah. and Selma. Patty and Selma. 
They, uh, which one was it, Patty or Selma? It was Patty. Patty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did For you sure. get all fresh with her? I, I talked to her about the drive test. Uh, three quarters of my drive test was her asking how I got about in life. For so long, she asked you how you put your socks <laughs> on, was, didn't she? Yeah. She was so blown uh, away. The first, the first thing everybody asks um, automatic Andy is how he puts his socks on with a stick. <laughs> with a, a hover stick. No, I put them on like everybody else does. You roll it down the ground, throw it in the air, and put your leg up and hope that your toe catches a sock. You know, just like everybody else. <laughs> Isn't that how you guys do it? Oh, All right, boy. what's on the show today? <laughs> Mike Cadell's going to be here. Woo-hoo. He's on this ma- massive road trip. He's going from somewhere to somewhere a long way in the south. Yeah. <clears throat> Myrtle yeah. Beach last week. Yeah. Maybe. Florida. I believe yeah. so. Well, we're going to find out where he's at. In the I don't know if he wants segment. to talk about it, but he had a bit of a tragedy on the road. Oh, yeah, no. See, oh, no. Things broke, and it's sad. What? It's sad. It is sad. But um, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bust it out. Motor Mike. Yeah. Um, Motor Mike. Motor Mike. Motor Mike's going to be here. Um, Meg- Megan. Whoa. Mommy. Ch- <laughs> we just heard Nick's was real that, accent. Was that American Nick? That was American. Oh, no. I do voices. You know that, right? Yeah, but you I do cartoon voiceovers, um, and I do loads of voiceovers as a sort of second job. Yeah, but you do that Motor, in your private Motor time. Mike's going to be here later on. And uh, coming up soon. Uh, no, I don't. Come on, I live in this universe. I love you it. can't not. Be, no, just be British. Hello. Thanks for coming to work today. Oh, I you not. Cheeky monkey. <laughs> My pal. My um, my fake work wife is going to be here, Megan Riston. Oh. She's from mommytravels.net, and she is, well, she, you have a thing for her, don't you? A little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You I, can include me in that. She's, yeah. You have a thing for her, too? I just looked at her Instagram and you know uh, what? the Mommy Travels website, and I'm in. Her her she, kid, she's about to be an empty nester. We need to go over there and cash in no, on she's the done, goldfish. Uh, um, Jonah's 15. He's got a little way to go, I think. Well, we got three years to plot. Yeah. Get all those Capri Suns and goldfish. Stop. She's my friend, and you are not She's going anywhere near us. So stay away from our her. Our friend, too. Um, so I love Megan, and she's my pal, and she's one of my best friends, and I love her very, 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 very much. So you just, I'm telling you, you have to fight me to get to her. Um, also, Ed Kim's going to be here from Auto Pacific. There is some interesting things. Gas prices are ridiculous, ridiculous, but Americans aren't stopping buying massive SUVs, um, which is just silly. Uh, we're also um, going to talk to um, somebody from SeaTech about road trips. And John Vincent from US News and World Report is actually going to be in studio for the second hour of the show. And John is going to give us the truth. There's going to be no lies, no shenanigans, no cover-ups about what you can actually do to get a car close to the actual price that you should be paying. None of this huge dealer markup. Plus, I have come to a major decision today. I'm going to sell my cars. What? Yep, selling them. Uh, I've been offered too much money for them, so I'm going to sell them. And uh, I'm getting rid of some great cars. So we'll talk about that on the show. All right, it's all coming up. You're listening to Our Auto Expert on Apple Podcasts. Thinking about changing your car? Get the latest on everything with a go pedal at OurAutoExpert.com. 20,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcast. Many more stream it. The happy listeners can be found, as can the podcast at Apple Podcasts. 
us. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and our auto expert is oh, two million listeners strong daily yes. to our news segments. I'm just telling you, it's a load of fun. I'm Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy and Air Filter Anthony. Joining us on the phone, Mike Cadell, who's on the mega road trip of the summer. So, Mike, where are we today? We are down in Flagler Beach, Florida, a name that you have never heard of before, nor have you been to, but it's pretty incredible. Between Daytona and St. Augustine, um, I told my wife yesterday, I said, I don't know how any automakers haven't hosted a media program in St. Augustine. It's the oldest city in the U.S. It has a very Spanish feel to it. Went to a, a Mexican restaurant. It was so good. Everything there was uh, amazing. We're now on, gosh, two weeks in a 40-foot motorhome traveling throughout the southeast. And we're in Florida. We were supposed to be en route to Tampa and are held up one more day here. Um, they had an extra extra day spot for us, and we're right on the beach. So um, instead of making the run over to Tampa, we're going to stay put here one more day and enjoy enjoy everything that Florida has to offer over on the Atlantic coast side. But it's been a great trip, guys. There's did a, you did you see, did you say it was called Flagler? Well, yeah, Flora has even said it three times. She's like, well, I don't flag Flagler. Like, why would you call it Flagler? But that's the name F L A G. L.E.R., Flagler Beach, and very cool, sleepy town. Uh, the RV park that we're at, the Beverly uh, Beverly Beach Campground, Camp Town, right on the water. It's amazing. It, so amazing it sounds amazing, but Flagler sounds like something where, you know, maybe um, somebody just was not cashing up with the main group. He's a Flagler. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, right? Like, you just, yeah, I, I have no idea. But coincidentally, I... Place that we stayed at before this, Tybee Island, T Y B E, Tybee Island, and um, another interesting name. But it's been a great trip. I mean, we're we're out there, we're on the road. Um, I I heard, you know, I, I always tell you guys, I tuned into Facebook. Yeah, we had a minor issue with our Bronco. Uh, it's in a local dealer right now. They're making some repair work to it, and we'll be reunited with it shortly. Um, what I can tell you is I'm currently driving a cyber orange Ford Bronco. The guys at Prestige, Nick, who you know well, Marcelo and his team, Renee, Tony, they uh, sent us a Bronco to test drive while we're here in Florida. So we get to continue our trip in a Bronco. And, um, yeah, so we, you know, a little little hiccup along the way. It always kind of happens in the RV industry. Sometimes it's to, to me and sometimes it's to somebody else. But overall, amazing experience with the kids, the wife, the family, um, our dog, Tucker. Um, quality time doing quality things. Yeah, I, I enjoy talking to you like uh, every day or so because um, there's always like something going on in the background and uh, oh look what the dog's doing he's crawled into the neighbor's tent or uh, you know those type of things and it's funny there's obviously you have quite a nice property at home in Tennessee a big lakefront property and but now you're living in something the size of maybe one of your kids or bedrooms so um, are you guys shouting at each other or uh no. <laughs> You've managed to be a good family. Yeah, man, we're all pretty cool. We're all pretty cool. We have we have our minor disagreements. It's mainly around sugar. You know, the kids are like, we want ice cream for dinner. And we're like, no, you need to eat the potato salad for dinner. They're like, we don't like that. We want Reese's peanut butter cup. So you kind of have a little bit of that. But um, you know, 
before I came on that Eddie Kim's going to be on talking about gas prices. You yeah. know, we've been monitoring our fuel um, across this trip about every time. You know, every time we stop, we have to put about three hundred and fifty dollars of diesel into Ooh. the motorhome. Um, and and we've only but we for two weeks in, we've only made three stops for fuel. Well, that's not bad. Uh, yeah. So so when you look at it, you know, I've been thinking a lot more about this. I've been doing a lot of coverage on gas prices. You know, I, I think people are feeling it more at the grocery store and on service side than they are actually at the pump, although it's incredibly expensive. The resorts in every camp place that we've been to, they're at, right? Like, people are not holding back. They're getting out, and they are getting behind the wheel. And, you know, we're out on the road telling us the same thing. People are still buying motorhomes. They're still getting out on the road. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you cut back on what you do, but you don't stop doing what you do. That's the that's the secret. You just don't do it as often as you would have done it before. So you're right. The, the value position in this, Nick, for everyone listening, is that the one deduction that we've made on this trip. And, you know, we're doing this as part of the big Southeastern Forum. We're talking about new campsites. We're recording and doing video and, and social on them. Um, and, and you can follow along. And what we've learned is that we're hitting seven to ten camp locations over the course of, you know, for the most part, four weeks. And our takeaway is and moved, made, and saved them four to five days each so that you have a chance to unwind and relax. You don't have to spend a ton of gas. Stay in one location for a few days and enjoy it. Yeah, no, I agree with you too. You don't have to go very far. And in fact, uh, my TV segment, which we'll do on the Bronco Everglades coming up on um, Tuesday morning, will be really very much about finding something that you can do away from your house about 150 miles and do some sort of overlanding experiment with your vehicle. It doesn't need to have a vehicle that's $100,000. You could do it with something that uh, is a 4x4. You don't have to do it very technical. Um, You can find a nice off-road or forest road you can do in your 4x4 and have a bit of a family adventure just close to your home and you don't have to spend a lot of money. Mike Cadell is uh, motorhoming it. He's doing the RV uh, for his summer vacation with Go RVing and if you want to uh, listen to the show Apple Podcasts is the place to go. We take this show and we compress it and give you just the best parts on Apple Podcasts and of course Our Auto Experts here 24-7, ourautoexpert.com Listen to previous episodes of the show at Our autoexpert.com This is our Auto Expert Radio Show. It's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question. Just uh, direct messages on Our Auto Expert. It's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Shannon sent in a message and it's kind of interesting. It's a question of, does your car's color make a difference to the resale value? Currently, no, it does not because everybody will buy absolutely anything they can get their hands on and to be honest with you it doesn't really make a huge difference it's a personal preference thing um a lot of times people are like oh yeah everybody wants this color or that color and that's a really hot color the truth is it doesn't it doesn't actually there's a lot of surveys out there that says yeah purple is a really hot color right now and people will pay more for it Uh, individuals might but in the statistical world it doesn't make any difference whatsoever and if you don't believe me you can talk to Tyson Jomini and he will tell you that statistically colors make absolutely no difference to the resale value and all of the surveys that tell you that they do 
it's a lie. Um, and he can show you that statistically it makes absolutely no difference. So there's two things that I've heard about when it, when it comes to car colors, and that is that you're more likely to get pulled over if you are in a red car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that white cars are the most difficult to see, especially during daylight. I Sunlight. Have, I could have sworn... I could have sworn that when I was setting up my insurance, I goofed and put a different color than what it was, and I'm pretty sure it was a different price. Um, well, first, first, first of all, if you put a different color and then you put the VIN number in, which you have to do, and it comes up as a different color, you'll get dinged because it shows that you've altered the car. Oh, yeah, there you go. So that will they'll hmm. ding you because it doesn't come up as the color that, the, that they have. So it means that something's not right. So you can get penalized for that. Um, and it means the car's been altered in some way. Um, second of all, that um, the, there are certain things that, may, that, that aren't good. So black vehicles are difficult to keep clean and they get weathered very difficult. So if you've owned a black car, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can always, the older they get, you can start to see marks in them. Um, you have to really work hard to clean them. If you put them through car washes, you can immediately see the brush marks on them. Mm-hmm. Depending on the finish and which car company does the spraying um, and the quality of the paint and the seal. And we can get a paint expert in and they'll explain all this to you as well. Um, what kind of coat color they have, those type of things. With white cars, it again starts to depend on how expensive the paint color the paint coat is um, for instance luxury cars tend to have a more quality paint finish if it has reflector pieces of metal in them what we would call metallic paint um, they reflect light a lot better so they can be seen a lot better and white actually can be seen better than dark cars hmm. so they the metallic paint reflects light obviously because it has flecks of metal in it um, so those type of things it Certain car colors are easier to see than others, so technically a police officer will notice the car and then could technically write you a ticket. But I don't think there's any data been done on whether these certain car colors um, get more tickets than others. It's a bit of an old wives' tale, write me a ticket red. I'm not sure how many surveys. Ford have done a survey on what car colors sell the most of in what states, um, which is an interesting piece of trivia news, and it's fun. But ultimately, uh, it's all about personal preference. It's just like, which Renaissance artist do you prefer? Michelangelo or whoever. Um, It's a personal preference. So what car color do you prefer? Tell me. I'm green or black. Green or black? Yes. Interesting choice. Automatic Andy, what car color is your preference? Mauve. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I like mauve. It has a really, really deep depth sense of colors and purples in it and it, when you when you spend the extra couple dollars to get the metallic flaking in it chef's kiss uh interesting i for me personally um i tend to go for white cars because um they look nice all the time if i own them but ultimately i'm not it depends on the model of the vehicle currently i'm in favor of a lot of these concrete colors or sand colors which are very fashionable right now um i don't like darker cars because um 
you know they they're harder to keep clean if i own the vehicle i tell you what i do not like and that is um i like to drive them occasionally when they come out but these super bright colors like these do you remember the kias that came out in that alien mm, green color sure yeah. you know they were really great for a couple of weeks but if yeah. you own that and then now now that color looks terrible on them five years later, the souls. <laughs> what did uh, Mike just reference in the last segment? It's a, it was an- it's The a, orange, yeah, it's a cyber cy- orange. Cy- cyber orange, there you go. Yeah. And looking at it, it's like almost like a vibrant yellow, really. Yeah, well, it looks great now. By the way, we all see colors differently. Did you know that? Sure, and men see colors worse than women. Well, worse depends how you look at that. Well, worse. no, like our eye, we they're just not as like vivid in a, a, a man's eyes again, compared to women. Everybody is slightly individual because we all have slightly different nerve reactions and slightly different eye structures. I, I don't know so. the difference between salmon and coral. Really? So these are these are this is like our eyes are on the same page for the most part for certain things. Like we can all agree Nick's shirt is black. Part of it. But there is some room for interpretation. What if my shirt it looks like a mango? It's a sage. But Nick says it's a sage. A mango is an or- is a yellow orange. I feel like it has orange hues. <laughs> wow, that's definitely a sage. Look at Look, mm. there's a sun air, on air filter. Isn't that a sage? Everyone I at home don't even know. Everyone, that, what color online. would you call that shirt? To me, that's like a it's it's that borderline of, of gray green. and blue, gray blue sage, gray blue sage, you, you blue both, sage. You both need doctor's help. Um, we knew that. Yeah, yeah well, no, no, tell you. you know, if you have a car problem, uh, but you don't know where to go. Not a color problem, but a car problem. Maybe you should, uh, or maybe you're miles away from uh, from your home when your uh, car breaks down. You let O'Reilly Auto Parts help. You know, with uh, with O'Reilly Auto Parts, you can stop. Uh, you can shop referral programs. Uh, take the guesswork out of finding a great shop wherever you are. Uh, call O'Reilly location near you, or visit O'ReillyAutoParts.com and click Find a Repair Shop and find a reputable facility or service nearby where you need the repairs however they don't help you identify colors but they will help you repair your vehicle did you know that um, there's a lot of very interesting news headlines uh, that have happened this week um, one of the news headlines that uh, i was looking at was the uh, the bentley are remaking 12 of their 1929 cars and selling them for 1.9 million dollars 1.9 million 1.9 million dollars i was i was reading that story i didn't understand it so they're making 12 new 1929 cars yeah so they took the plans for the cars that were built in 1929 and they're remaking them you know why it's easy for them to do that because it's you can control alt delete no there's no chips in them Uh, Ah, get it. Plus, you know, what is 12 times 1.9 million? 12 times 1.9 million? Yeah. Uh, Like 23 uh, million? Yeah. There's a lot more money than you and I have. A lot. (laughs) A lot more. They're going to have 23 million when they're done, or pretty close to 22.8 million, something like that. That's a lot of moolah, baby. That's a lot of moolah. Um, and plus, you know, those things are built. They're not on a factory line. They'll be building all the parts by hand, but it's kind of interesting. I thought that was uh, super interesting to go and rebuild some of the cars, but they're also going to make a lot of money. So uh, the, pff, $22.8 million for 12 cars. 
I am selling my Bronco Sport. I've only I put less than a thousand miles on it in about sixteen months. How dare you? Yeah, what um, are you doing? It's not. It's sitting in the driveway. You need to go breathe on it. And it's worth <laughs> it's worth forty five thousand dollars. I have forty five thousand dollars sitting in the driveway. Right. It's a it it is the 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 top trim level with absolutely every option except the cargo net on it. It's in pristine condition. Everyone keeps asking me that people are desperate for cars, and I'm going to sell it. And I'm also going to sell my marquee gt performance edition because people are desperate for cars i have so many cars that i'm going to sell them and because i have new cars on order i don't need so many cars and as they come in i'm just going to release i've captured and now i'm going to release Look at it's you. a capture and release program <laughs> and like we're um, talking about doves here no, it's yeah. You're treating cars like Pokemon. You're, you're treating cars um, like Pokemon. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm capturing and release mm -hmm. um, because I'm sitting with car here with with less than a thousand miles on for the Bronco Sport. It's in that beautiful color, um, and uh, um, I'm just going to let people have it. I need to use it if you have $45,000 I need to use it for one night yeah yeah no because then I, something goes wrong and then I won't be able to sell it I just need it for <laughs> like eight hours and uh, that's it I'm not letting you defile my less than a thousand dollar car no Nick I need to <laughs> Nick, I, I, need, no. I, need to, I just need to I've never gotten to drive it yeah so just let me drive it hands for off, one night hands off bleachy yeah um so that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna release my Fords into the wild. There's I have I have a Lightning on order. I have um, a Fisker Ocean on order. Um, I have cars on order, and I think it's time to release them into the wild. I have Jeeps on order. Um, I order as soon as cars come out. I tend to order them, and I don't often go through with the order process. I often cancel them, but I'm gonna go through with it and uh, I'm releasing them. So if you want the Our Auto Expert Bronco Sport, a 2021 with less than a thousand miles on it. Signed. You know where we are. Or the Marquee GT Performance Edition, ourautoexpert.com or Apple Podcasts. Our Auto Expert. Listen anywhere on connected devices and speakers. Our Auto Expert. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest of the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker. This is Our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy and Air Filter Anthony. You know, uh, travelers believe that every second matters when it comes to driving and these days, too many people are distracted behind the wheel. Traveler's Wrist Index shows despite one-third one of respondents stating their own driving has improved over the past couple of years, most admit to making phone calls and reading text messages while driving. Regardless of what people may think of their driving habits, government statistics show there's been a 20% increase in car crashes and fatalities since 2019. So, drive safely, put away your phone, and avoid distractions. It could save your life and other people's. That's an important message from travellers. Just Thanks. saying. Thanks, travellers. Yeah. They're always out there to make sure that we all uh, maybe get out of this with less problems in life. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in the world, and uh, I... 
was reading something that was a little bit of a head scratcher. Uh, Auto Pacific forecast uh, the um, shows that you know despite high fuel prices, interestingly enough, Americans are not swayed from buying SUVs, large SUVs and uh, small SUVs as well. So to sort of explain that, we thought, why not get the guy that is in charge of everything at Auto Pacific, including bottle washing and uh, <laughs> whip cracking, Ed Kim. So, Ed, explain yourself. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Good. Uh, by the way, I do clean a mean bottle. I'm, uh, I'll tell you that right now. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie, your wife, tells me that. She, uh, she says he's a mean bottle washer. Um, Americans, they, they, you know, we love to complain about fuel prices. I mean, we we, we've, heard, we've heard that in Manhattan, some high-end fuel in gas stations, which have gas attendants with white gloves, have been charging up to $10 a gallon. And in L.A., you know, $7 a gallon isn't unusual at some some places uh, across Correct. the country it's around four to five dollars a gallon on average according to AAA. yet the large suv is still very popular what is going on yeah i mean it does really sound crazy and uh, counterintuitive i mean every you know in the past every time we've had fuel price spikes um people have gravitated to smaller more fuel efficient vehicles but um, you know, here we are uh, in this uh, crazy, weird year of 2022, and fuel prices once again are going uh, haywire uh, due to various factors. And uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned seven dollar a ga- gallon gas in LA. Well, I'm I'm, I'm here in LA, and yes, I can I can verify I have paid seven dollars a gallon for gas, and it it, it stinks. But um, be that as it may, uh, we we uh, we did a survey um, uh, last month. Uh, to vehicle consumers and ask them um, about uh, about what types of vehicles uh, you know they'll consider in the future. Particularly, uh, particularly keeping in mind uh, what fuel prices are like right now. And um, uh, the results we uh, the results were very interesting. Uh, we found that uh, um, uh, when we asked consumers um, uh, if fuel prices are as high or higher than now when you're shopping for your next vehicle. How would that affect your purchase decision? And um, among those people, 45% of current SUV owners um, uh, said uh, said that they will consider a hybrid or a plug-in hybrid SUV in order to be able to stay in an SUV. Um, and then uh, 27% said that they would consider an all-electric SUV. And then 29% said, doesn't matter, I don't care what gas costs, I'm still going to drive an SUV. Um, the, the real key thing here is that, um, unlike in the past, people are able to stay in SUVs, which they really, really love. I mean, I, I would, I'd be willing to wager that a huge portion of your audience, Nick, right now, uh, drives an SUV, you know, has an SUV in the driveway. Yeah. Uh, we all love SUVs. They have all kinds of great uh, attributes. And those attributes are so strong that people will do whatever it takes to stay in them. But now, what the market has done, what the automakers have done, uh, uh, and and what and uh, the, the tech world has done is uh, create technology, various types of technology, mostly through electrification, that is uh, allowing 
the efficiency of these SUVs to improve greatly. And with that, uh, by going by by going hybrid or plug-in hybrid or even all electric, uh, you can stay in that SUV and not have and uh, and not have to worry about. Uh, you know the, the the high running costs that a modern you know V8 powered large SUV you know the sort of fuel economy that would get. So uh, really, when it comes down to it, it is uh, electrification technology that is really allowing people to stay in the SUV that they really want. So um, and we should probably be very clear about this that we are also we're talking about crossovers and SUVs as well as, mm-hmm. as one category, right? So that's right. Um, that's vehicles that are also based on a car platform but are raised up, as well as right. vehicles that are based on a truck platform um, that but but are not trucks that are th- two mm-hmm. or three row. Um, vehicles that are boxed in all the way. So uh, what we commonly know as SUVs, but also what we know as crossovers as well. Uh, And they tend to consume traditionally more gas than sedans or um, wagons or coupes. Um, and traditionally, it's more expensive to run than a than a family sedan, wagon, or coupe, um, and that makes it more expensive to own. Obviously, uh, so it, it does. So Americans don't seem to be bothered as much by the running costs, although some people fall off the end of the conveyor belt and say, "I'm not sure. willing to pay those prices anymore." And and we meet those along the way, and they said, "We're done. We're done." Uh, yesterday, I was at a dealership and saw people coming in and trading in their SUVs for small cars because they, you know, they'd reached the tipping point. Uh, but we also mm-hmm. get people who, you know, my videographer, one of my videographers, um, he's got a baby and he's expecting another one on the way and he's in a sedan and he's like, hey, um, I got to step up, you know, Ch- two right. child seats, <laughs> two child seats in a sedan just isn't working for me with putting cases in the back and child supplies in the back. Just I need an SUV. So, right, right, and, and if, if, if I may point out real quick, um, uh, you know, from this from this same survey, what we also found is that only twelve percent of SUV owners uh, would consider uh, getting out of an SUV uh, and into a sedan, into a more fuel efficient sedan, due to high fuel prices. So that's really you know just a little over one in ten right. um, SUV owners. So I mean, it just it really does go to yes, of course, to your point, absolutely, there are people that are going to fall off. Um, and uh, downsize out of an SUV, but it's a pretty it's a pretty small percentage. And there's so let's let's hold fuel prices out of the equation for a second. The advantages mm-hmm. of being in a crossover or an SUV, you get more space, right? You get, more, you get a higher seating position, yeah. Uh, better visibility, yeah. Uh, for a lot of people, they're just easier to get in and out of, and especially if you've got, especially if you've got a baby. I mean, you just you just mentioned, uh, you know, one of your colleagues having a baby. Well, it's a lot easier to get a baby into a uh, SUV or a crossover than it is to, into a sedan, where you can have to stoop down with this, uh, you know, with, with with this baby and get you know get him or her strapped in. But in an SUV, you really just kind of, you know. The, the, the baby seat it's, it's, is uh, much more at higher. your natural level. To, yeah. You know, and then there's the flexible and changeable interior and cargo area. I mean, there, you know, there's so many advantages that people really like. Historically, the only disadvantage has been uh, fuel economy. But, you know, all this electrification technology is, uh, um, you know, really addressing that. There is one mas- massive advantage of SUVs and crossovers that a lot of people uh, um, look at, and that's safety, because you cannot override physics. They tend to have a bigger body mass, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, mass wins. <laughs> 
every time. You exactly. can't, you know, Newton's laws, um, mass wins every time. <laughs> you can't change that, and we can't change physics. And so they, they just tend to be just safer. Um, and so safety is always number one usually with people buying a car it's also the number one thing that goes out the window when the price range uh, goes up as well but it's uh, right. it's the first thing it's the first thing that people look at is safety for their family um as well so th there's that advantage but it's very interesting um uh, I like the idea that a lot of companies are introducing uh, hybrids, um, even though some of the hybrids are fairly inefficient. You know, Toyota's uh, <laughs> hybrids are interesting. They don't really save you much more than a mile a gallon, um, but they're, they're, at least the effort is being made, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these mild hybrids, these 48-volt mild hybrids that we're seeing, yeah, I, I, you know, in my experience with these vehicles, yeah, they don't provide much of a fuel economy benefit either. Um, but, uh, you know, you go to full hybrids, um, you know, not the mild ones. And, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they, they uh, you know, I had a Highlander hybrid not that long ago and, uh, you know, easy real-world 33 miles a gallon. I mean, you know, that's better than most family sedans. No, like yeah. Nissan Rogue is very interesting. Though. That's not a hybrid with a 1.5-liter uh, engine, the new engine in it, mm -hmm. and 33 miles a gallon. And it amazing. Good. <laughs> yeah, variable compression engine. So, Ed, um, please send us more surveys. They're absolutely fascinating, and they make great talking points here on the show. And absolutely. We, yeah, we love having you on because it's a very nice insight into the minds of Americans. Um, and good discussion points and it's interesting to see where people go Ed Kim is from Auto Pacific and it's great to have him on the show to see what buyers are thinking uh, coming up on the show John Vincent's going to be here from US News and World Report he's going to give us real world uh, ideas of things you can do to get a better price on buying a car and get it closer to what the manufacturer recommends as the price for the vehicle that's coming up our auto expert listen anywhere on connect devices and speakers our auto expert this is our Auto Expert Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can just start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, direct messages at our Auto Expert. It's where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy and Air Filter Anthony. And joining us in the studio is John Vincent from US News and World Report. Um, so, oh, your headphones aren't working. Yeah, I can't. Nope. I can't hear nothing. You can't hear anything. That would be the correct. Oh, there, there we go. I can't hear nothing. Yeah. What about anything? I can't hear nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Well, that's better. I can't hear nothing. All right. Um, John, car prices are ridiculous. Outrageous. Outrageous, ridiculous. Um, so we've heard stories of people flipping cars for amazingly large amounts. Uh, Hummers putting an extra $200,000 on. Of course, that's an exception. They made very few of them and they put uh, a lot of money on them. But even this regional adjustment price for, you know, anything from $3,000 to $30,000, that's not unusual. But I, I defend the dealers in this point. And the defense for dealers is, you know, a dealer can sell a car at MSRP and the guy can buy it and walk off the lot and put it up for sale and make eight, 10 grand on it. And the dealer's like, I just waited six months for that car. And now somebody's just made 10 grand off the back of a vehicle that I get three of uh, once a month 
Um, so is, is it fair or unfair for them to mark the price up? That's going to be a debate from now to the end of time. But ultimately, people want to get a better price for their vehicle. So hopefully you have a formula which will help people get uh, closer to the MSRP. So what are the secret or not so secret things after you told us things that people can do? So what a lot of consumers don't realize is MSRP means manufacturer's suggested retail price. The, ma the dealer can set whatever price they want um, and they do. Uh, normally it's down near MSRP but right now because there's such an imbalance in the marketplace it's just way off. Uh, what you can do is cast a very wide net and not just go to your neighborhood dealer, but get online and talk to dealers all over your region. So you don't just shop at one dealer that you would normally shop at or two dealers. You can start expanding your net. Yes. If you're talking to 10, 12, 15, that's great. And so ultimately, if you were, let's say, in Oregon, you would shop Oregon and Washington, perhaps. So you might think of Idaho or you might think I'm of... I'm looking for a new car right now. I'm looking in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm Ooh. looking in Las Vegas. I'm looking That's a thousand miles over. away. Or it is. Or 600 miles away. It's 20,000 frequent flyer miles away. Wow. And you drive it back? I mean, you're going to... drive it back. Break in huh. miles. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's interesting. If I mean, I'm saving $3,000 by spending $300 on gas, yeah, right. I'm going to do that. Um, there is a crowdsource website. We've talked about it on the show before uh, called markup.net, I think it is, or markup.org, markup.org, in which you can see what um, dealers are marking up on vehicles. It's crowdsourced, so it's not necessarily always accurate, but there there is a sort of idea of what people are marking cars up at so you could it gives you a good idea of where you can shop to get a better price right yes you can see um that site actually just shows the bad guys that shows the people who are marking it up a lot okay what you can do is go to the um kind of fan sites for each vehicle type yeah like um there's a fan site even for the honda odyssey owners and there will be a list of dealers that are only charging MSRP for that car. Oh, interesting. Okay. What um, what are some of the things that you can do apart from with the shopping behavior to get your price closer? What you need to do absolutely is be ready to buy when you find oh. the right car. Okay. That means having a pre-approved loan offer from an, a lender outside the dealership um, ready in hand, ready to go. If you have an old car that you're going to trade in, have its title in hand because the dealer's not going to want to wait for you to get your title for your car for two weeks and sit on that car. Right. So if you're the customer who's ready to go, you're the customer who's going to get the car. Yeah, and you probably don't want to be haggling over your price for the car, right, with a dealer. I mean, if you can sell it before you get in there um, or at least find a, a way to sell it or a price that someone's going to pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. Go get an instant cash offer and have other dealers, you know, fighting to buy your car. Um, taking the trade-in out of the deal gives you a much better chance of getting a good deal on a new car. Um, and, and ultimately, too, I think you, you can't be too picky about what you want, right? You're going to have to um, compromise. If you want, you know, a 2022 Kia Sorento SX Prestige in Aruba Green, you're going to be waiting a long, long time for that car. Aruba Green, Andy? It sounds too much like a vegetable. <laughs> that would be the car that I want. But, um, 
It really? A really? Green? I've been trying to buy one for a year. Really? Aruba green. Aruba green. I have to go look it up, too. Is, it, is that a salad color? Um, is it dark? It's it's a dark green. Okay. Oh, so one of the fancy ones. Yeah. One of the fancy leaves. Yeah. Okay. Like I got it. Diamond stitch pattern on the seats. Yes, it has the... Yeah, uh, John Vincent we're talking the, the to. The saddle colored diamond yeah. stitch pattern seats, yeah. yes. Mrs. Vincent requires it, just to let you know. It has to. Yeah, absolutely. No, Mrs. Vincent wants a raptor. Oh, she does? Wow. Does she have leather boots that come above the knee? No. Okay. Because that's the sort of thing I would imagine someone that has a raptor does, don't you? They should you, have You that. know Mrs. Yeah. Vincent. Yeah. <laughs> they should have that. Like. Just painting an imaginary picture, John. Just let give me two minutes to and do I'm this. I'm just hoping she's not listening today. <laughs> yeah. No, the booth, but they well, should You're be. the one that's going to be in trouble when you get home, not me. <laughs> um, so, All right. So you, you have to be a bit flexible in, in things like the colors and the trim levels and that sort of thing. Yes. The other thing you need to think about is right now, interest rates are still fairly low by historic historic standards. So while you might pay more for the car right now, you're going to pay less for financing. If you wait six months, you pay, may pay less for the car, but you're going to be paying more for financing because interest rates are going up. Uh, interesting. All right. So be ready to buy. Be flexible with it, with what you buy and be flexible where you buy it from. Exactly. And also, if you don't need to buy a car today, maybe you shouldn't be buying a car today. But what happens if it gets worse? I would think that the chances of it getting better are greater than the chances of it getting worse. There's a possibility, but I think that we've kind of reached the bottom of the supply and things will be getting better from here. All right. Fine. It's not going to get worse, I hope. We're talking about secrets to uh, get... Well, they're not so secret, really, are they now? Because we're telling the world and two million people. Uh, secrets to uh, getting your car closer to the manufacturer's recommended retail price of a brand new car. Um, one of the things that tends to be where 50% of car deals fall apart is in the financing. So many people don't get pre-approved for their automotive uh, financing. They walk in, they, fi- they it, the concentration is on financing finding the car, not finding the financing. So it's easy to find the car. It's just an online search, but people don't think about, how am I going to pay for this? And then they concentrate on monthly payments, not on how much they're really paying for a car. Exactly. A couple of things there. The last place you want to find out that you have a ding or an error on your credit report is when you're sitting in the dealership's financing office. Right. Having a pre-approved offer in place you give the dealership something they have to compete with because otherwise they have no incentive to to beat the offer that you have. Right. And they make a lot of money off the financing side. Yeah, yeah. And so obviously if you walk in there uh, with a pre-approved credit, that's much better. Or a pre-approved note, I guess you'd call it. A a loan pre-approval. Yeah. Uh, The other thing is that a lot of people don't know, and I know this because um, one of my partners is Capital One, and uh, we talk about this all the time, is that going for pre-approval, if you do a soft pull in your credit, doesn't hurt you at all. But if somebody does a hard pull in your credit, that can change your credit score. So getting a soft pull on your credit, which means that they don't actually pull your credit score, um, it doesn't affect your credit score. And so you want to make sure that when you're getting pre-approval for credit, it's a soft pull on your credit. And 
That's one of the things that Auto Navigator does from Capital One. And you should make sure that whoever's doing that does a soft pull on your credit. And when you start going from dealer to dealer to look at cars, make sure you you are not giving them permission to check your credit. Yeah. Because if you have a half dozen hard pulls on your credit um, that are more than a couple weeks apart, yeah. um, your credit's going to take a hit. Yeah. And so if you already have credit that's uh, not as healthy as you were hoping, uh, then it's going to hurt you because you're going to get a, a worse rate. The other thing I think that a lot of people don't know is that th that number that you see on the back of the newspaper or on a billboard that says financing at this rate doesn't apply to you as an individual. It, it's for the people with perfect credit. Super prime credit. Yeah. And so your number will be different. Your number may be different. Yeah, probably will. <laughs> Unless you're that person in the ad with the perfect white teeth and that perfect family, <laughs> uh, which is unlikely. <laughs> Although um, during the pandemic, everybody's credit scores started drifting upward um, oh. and there's less subprime borrowing being done. Really? Yeah. Because uh, I thought uh, credit was being uh, extended in the, in the uh, pandemic. People were were borrowing more money for longer terms but um car buyers were borrowing more longer more money for longer terms but they were also paying off their credit cards because they weren't taking trips they weren't uh, spending a lot of other money so they were spending down their their credit card debt oh good um luckily uh, due to a, a very nice accident i paid my credit card uh, debt off in 2003 and i've never had it since so i'm very lucky that's a great place to be. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was a complete accident, I assure you. I bought a house in Washington State and uh, didn't know it when I was buying the house, but uh, it came with cash back, which you cannot do in Oregon, which is where I currently own a house. Um, and when you buy a house in Oregon, you don't. it's illegal to get cash back. In Washington State, it is not illegal and you can get cash back. And I didn't know I was getting cash back. So I got this huge lump of cash back when I bought a house in our, in Washington State. And I went, what's this? And they said, well, it's the 1% of the house price, which is cash back from the builder. And I went, what? And they said, yep, it's, didn't you see it on the sign outside? And I said, I don't read fine print. Where did that happen? And they said, yep, here's your check. And I went, well, goodbye credit cards and car loans. And I've never had it since. So, so pulling you back into the car industry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, one thing that um, a lot of car buyers are doing right now, which yeah. is a lousy idea, is they have a more expensive car. So they're just extending their car loan out to cover that extra cost. Really? That is a horrible way to buy a car. Yeah. Because you're going to pay a lot more interest for a lot longer time. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So go get your pre-approval for financing. Be careful. Make sure you can shop around, extend uh, where you buy it from, um, and then also be flexible with what you buy. It's interesting that certain vehicles are easier to buy. So if you live above the Mason-Dixon line, and for those people that don't know that, it's the, the line where it's pretty much guaranteed to snow in the winter. Um, it, four by fours or all wheel drive vehicles are harder to come by um, because people want them. Below the Mason Dixon line, where it is not guaranteed to snow in the winter, all wheel drive or four by fours are harder to, uh, easier to come by. So if you're looking for an all wheel drive car, you might find one in San Diego or in LA much easier than you will find it in Seattle or in Idaho or in Oregon, if you're talking about West Coast. So you'll find the prices are better 
in the south for all-wheel drive or four by four. See, to buy it down south, that's it, it's it, the it's old it. metaphor that if you want to buy a Mazda Miata, you buy it in Seattle in yeah. February. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's always the trick I've done. I mean, you can fly in great Ford Raptor F one fifties in Miami because no one necessarily wants them down there they want you know your low riders and your cool trucks um, raptors well i don't know maybe raptors are hot in miami because it's a show-off truck too but um you'll find a, a lot of sort of four by four trucks in in the southeast are uh, not as sought after as um two 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 by fours but in the four, four by twos, yeah, four by twos, yeah, that's two by I'm fours or Home Depot. Yes, that's right. They're the things that you get whacked over the back of the head with in, in Home Depot. So uh, that the idea is that's what I do, and uh, I find it much easier. Although I would never, probably, ever buy um, a, a two wheel drive vehicle nowadays, anyway, because if you have to run to the hills because Armageddon happens, I want to be able to have something I can get to the hills with. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> that's a whole different story. We're learning a lot about you. Yeah, today. I know. I'm I'm ready for the end of the world, and the zombie apocalypse. Uh, it's coming. I promise you. It's on its way. It's on its way. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there to help. Me. I've seen them. They're landing in the hills via parachute. Mm -hmm. um, so, are you? You said you were buying a new vehicle. Presumably, you're buying a four x four, an all wheel drive version. I am. Right. I'm looking for a mid size SUV. All right, and you have um, just one currently, four legged friend. Uh, just one four-legged friend right now, is Mercedes. It, is it only going to be one? For a while. Can't convince you to get another one, then. Mercedes is almost uh, almost to her AKC championship, Ooh. which will be one of the few championships that Mercedes gets this year. Is it really? Did they name... they won't be getting a, a championship in Formula One. Oh, yeah. Did they you name the, the car after your dog? AMG. The, the, cool, the upgraded package of Mercedes. Get yeah. it? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Did you get it? I did. Yeah. Did you get an air filter? Yep, I'm in. All right. Yeah. Mercedes follows uh, Porsche and Bentley in our household. Really? Yeah. Is she German? Does she have her commands <laughs> in German? Uh, no. Zetzen? Platz? <laughs> well, we should. That, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, really? No, don't. Because I'm already in enough trouble with Mrs. Vincent already. She's mad at me already. If anybody could train this dog to do that, she hey. could do that. Oh yeah, she is. She is. She is the trainer. She has two people trained in that house. It's yeah. a whole different story. I bet. Don't you about that? <laughs> so All true. Right. All right. Any other tips for somebody buying a car? Uh, if you don't need to be buying a car right now, you need to really consider whether you should be buying a car right now. All right. Just maybe leave it a little bit. The chip crisis. Ship crisis is going to go on longer than most people suspect. Um, 2022 is kind of the year that the industry will figure out what they want to do. Supplies will start to normalize in 23, but we'll still have some effects in 24. I think the other thing is, I mean, I tell everybody this all the time, order your car. Because if you order your car... You can always, 90% of the time, you can reverse that order and get your money back if you don't want it. It's usually anywhere from $100 to $500 down. And most times, and you can check this at the time of ordering, you can cancel that order from a manufacturer and get your money back at any time unless you convert the order into actual production. But yes. reserve your car, I should say. You will not go to the dealership right now and find you know, 30 F-150s to choose from. Right. 
unless you order the car, you're probably not going to get the exact car you want. You will end up paying sticker or more for an ordered car, typically. But it's the way of guaranteeing that you're going to get the car you want. Um, uh, my story was I uh, do the product videos for uh, Dick Hanna and their group. There's 16 dealerships and they had five Kias on the lot, five soul, uh, four Souls and a, a Sportage. And I went up there to do a, a video on the Sportage. I drove it off the lot for 20 minutes. I came back and every single car plus the one I was driving was sold. And so all five cars, they just got in and in front of me was a truck that had just come from Georgia which it had K5s and Tellurides on, and there were people pointing at which car they wanted on the truck as it pulled onto the lot and arguing which one they were buying. And they didn't even know whether they were sold or taken or whatever. And they were shouting, I want the white one. I want the blue one. My four-year-old minivan was in for service a couple of weeks ago. And when I went to pick it up, where was it parked? It was parked on the front line of the dealership. So it looked like they had stock cheeky monkeys did they did they tell you how much they were getting for it they're not going to get my minivan oh there you go sorry john vincent from us news and world report thank you for telling us some secrets about how to get a better price for your car you're listening to our auto expert megan riston with road trip info coming up from mummytravels.net listen to previous episodes of the show watch automotive videos and get the latest inside automotive info at ourautoexpert.com. You're listening to Our Auto Expert radio show. Over 20,000 people download the show. Our podcast can be found at Apple Podcasts. Join those happy listeners. You'll also find uh, 2 million people daily listen to our news segments at Our Auto Expert. So join them. Air filter Anthony, automatic Andy. Hi. Yeah, we're all here. Um, and John Vincent sitting in through the rest of the show. But uh, Megan Riston joining us from mummytravels.net. Megan, uh, road trip season. So hopefully uh, you have some great advice for those people who are getting ready to do their road trips. Um, you are my lifestyle lady with all the great road trip information. Um, have you been anywhere fun on road trips recently recently not so much but i have taken a lot of really exciting road trips over the years like uh we did we drove down the pacific coast highway and that was pretty spectacular we did it during covid so there was no traffic but if you go now there's going to be a lot of traffic on yeah, highway one. you get stuck behind one of those rvs and it's uh, it's pretty miserable so that's that was always my big tough time with that what do people can what can people do to get prepared for those road trips i think the first thing you do is you get your car ready so i always go and get an oil change before right before a road trip and, and they'll check your tires because you want to make sure tire pressure is good um you're going to want to like carry some various items like jumper cables or an emergency kit. If you're driving through the middle of nowhere, I would make sure that you've routed everything out, including the gas stations. I read a statistic the other day that said one out of every seven people run out of gas on the road trip. Uh, that is uh, probably a good idea to go bungee cord a gas uh, can to the roof of the car on the roof rack or maybe uh, on the trailer if you're towing a trailer because running out of gas is one of my biggest fears. In fact, um, one of the things I'm really good at is doing math in my head and I constantly do math about how many miles I have to go to the next gas station and how many gallons I have left. It's one of my biggest fears. Now you know. Yeah, 
Now you know. Um, all right. That's interesting. Well, if you have, depending on your insurance, let's say you did run out of gas, or you got a flat, or you need to be towed, you should check with your. If you if you have triple A, then you're covered, right? You could call them and they'll come out. But a lot of times, people's car insurance covers it too, so that would definitely be worth checking out as well. Um, yeah, all right, insurance, because a lot of times you get roadside assistance with your insurance, and uh, they'll tell you, in fact, you can always look on your window, because quite often on your car's glass window, they'll have the roadside assistance number if you have a newer car, and it's stuck to your, uh, it comes with your car itself. So that's a good thing to check as well. What other things should I be thinking about packing on that road trip? Packing, I would take water with you and some snacks that aren't going to just spill everywhere, so nothing messy. And it, it depends on where you're going, really. So I know if you're traveling with little kids, you might want to bring some chewing gum if you know that you're going to be, like, driving up into the mountains because when they chew gum, it'll puff their ears. Oh, yeah, that's so a good little, one. little things like that can help a lot. I, uh, I like to take a portable vacuum with me because um, if I have, uh, let's say, kids who are eating um, when I've taken my nephews and things like that, it uh, doesn't matter how not spillable those snacks are they'll manage it they'll manage to uh, get crumbs everywhere and you'll always have to vacuum them up even things like uh, the Chrysler Pacifica which comes with its built-in vacuum uh, sometimes is a lifesaver in those type of things so and when your kids were little how did you manage the mess well so one of the things I did is every time we stopped to get gas I cleaned out the car and I also have, like, a really small little trash can that I keep in my car. And they use it some, but they also use, the, you know, the doors. Around all the, it. Anywhere you can put trash, they put it. So I just found it easier that every time I stopped, I cleaned. And then the mess, it kind of, it helped contain the mess so I didn't get too overwhelming. Maybe uh, one of those rolls of plastic bags, you know, the little, little like, kitchen liner bags. That's a good idea, too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So it just it depends on your family and, and what works best for you. So uh, yeah, that's always I a good. Did you plan out? Uh, did you use a gas app too when you travel, like Gas Buddy or something? So you know what? I didn't do that until recently. But the gas prices are so high. In fact, today I drove through a little town. I'm in Texas, um, and I'm on a road trip right now. And I'm in a little town, and I noticed that as I drove through, I saw gas for. 435, 444, 449. I mean, that's a that's a pretty substantial uh, difference in such a tiny town where there's only a handful of gas stations. So I think now more than ever, it's worth having a gas app. I would also use uh, Waze because traffic, more people are road tripping now than ever before. And so you might think you've got a great idea for a road trip, but so did 100,000 other people. <laughs> So you want to know live traffic. That way you can adjust your route when you need to. You know what I really like? Uh, I like to use roadtrippers.com because it shows you all of the cool things along the route that you can also go visit. Um, we're going on our road trip. We're starting in Burlington, Vermont, and we're going to uh, Greenville, um, South Carolina. And uh, I think, Andy, what was in Burlington? The two things that we found in Burlington? Uh, the world's tallest filing cabinet. Yeah. Which is huge, literally. 36? It's 30, 38. 38 files. Uh, yeah, 38 cabinets is the length. 
and no big deal no big deal uh but the home and birthplace of ben and jerry's ice cream i'm gonna be fat just saying i'm gonna be fat been there done that have you i have oh well i'm gonna be trying all two million flavors i don't know how many they have there's like 47 billion if you if you include bubble gum and i never include bubble gum because it sucks (laughs) really my favorite roadside attraction is in between la and palm springs and they have these massive dinosaurs that you can pull over and take pictures with oh yeah i know the one what was the worst um attraction that you've ever been to well, Nick, you were with me, and it was a drive-through animal safari that went oh, yeah. horribly wrong. When the llamas put their heads inside the vehicle. Everyone's seen that video of you screaming when the llamas put oh. their head inside the vehicle. Llama I have, drama. I can, I, llama drama is it. I will tell you, it, I have never. I have laughed. I think I actually ripped uh, some kind of intestines laughing so hard as Megan screamed like she was just about to die because an emu and a llama put their head inside the vehicle i honestly thought she was just about to die video exists of this oh yeah oh that's exciting i think we will isolate the sound of playing <laughs> aren't there like signs that say don't have your windows open no no you have your windows open because you feed them in the buckets it sounds like you have buckets of food and they come in the car and they eat out the buckets and oh, Meg- we were in a Mini Cooper, so they're wrong. coming down at us. We're so low to the ground. You would have thought Megan was just about to lose her eyes. She was screaming like she'd never seen anything apart from a cat before. Like a cat was the most vicious animal in the world. And then something, you would have thought it was a horror film. You, In fact, if I was Kubrick and I was making, you know, M. Night Shyamalan, and I was making some kind of horror film, you would have thought I was the best director ever because she was acting like really this was a horror scene she was well llamaphobia is a real thing yeah it is now llamaphobia (laughs) llamaphobia uh my worst one ever was uh the cadillac ranch because a bunch of rusty cadillacs with their nose pointing into the dirt was just nothing anyway megan riston for mummytravels.net thank you you can find out more at ourautoexpert.com we'll be back again next week our auto expert listen anywhere on connected devices and speakers our auto expert